Welcome to the Bridging Broken to Breakthrough podcast. I am your host, Maria Wingard. Today is a new conversation. It's a red tent conversation. What is a red tent conversation, you might ask? Well, it's a conversation between women of all ages and cultures. It's what I would picture happening historically by the riverbed as ladies washed their clothes. It's the conversation had over the kitchen stove and behind closed doors. It's the, hey, can we grab a cup of coffee or tea question that leads to the passing of truths from one generation to the next in hopes of guiding girls into better decisions with gleaned wisdom gathered through our lived experiences. I chose Red Tent specifically to counter the radical feminist infiltration into Christianity with its lies. Lies about who we are as women. Lies about how God created and designed us to be inside of society and in our homes. Biblical Biological women are bound by the shedding of blood and the gift of being able to birth the next generation. No biological man can achieve that on his own. For you see, my feminine XX chromosomes predispose our feminine bodies and psyche to certain giftings that no XY biological male can achieve without surgery. So, welcome to my red tent. Today, I will give you a little background on why I chose Red Tent for the name of these conversations. For you see, in 1997, a book of lies titled The Red Tent was published, recounting the biblical story of Dinah as a love story, with her patriarchal family murdering her lover instead of the horrific rape the Bible clearly depicts. This is a perversion of scripture. While the author, quote, never claimed that the women of the Bible actually used a menstrual hut, there is no historical evidence to support such a claim. However, since there have been menstrual tents and huts throughout the pre-modern world, it seemed historically plausible to give them one, end quote. Biblically, we do see women having separate tents from men, Genesis twenty four sixty seven. Sarah's tent, Genesis 31-33, Leah's tent, and Rachel's tent. We also have the scriptural passage in Leviticus 15 about personal hygiene and monthly discharge making the very bed unclean. Historically, we also have a, quote, Jewish writer who suggested rethinking a biblical law that required separation of a woman from the community for 60 days after the birth of a girl compared to 30 days after the birth of a boy. This could be seen as a reflection of the notion that girl babies made mothers more unclean than boys. The lecturer asked us to consider a different theory, which was far more interesting to me. Perhaps, he said, this was an acknowledgement that giving birth to a birth giver was a more sacred, a more powerful experience. The extra month could be seen not as a punishment, but as a reward, end quote. I personally believe in biblical equality, that men and women are equal, but vastly different and bring different skill sets to life's table for the building of our family units. That being said, I want to counter this lying perversion of scripture with biblical femininity 
to counter the radical feminism overlaid onto our biblical sacred scriptures. The fictional red tent is a glorification of mother goddess mentality by laying a foundation of hatred of all things male, disparaging the patriarchy and glorifying the matriarchy. The matriarchy and patriarchy words have been under assault in order to twist their very meaning, thereby tainting a Bible reader's view of scriptures simply by reading these very words. A patriarch is not an oppressor according to scripture. The correct words to use for a male dominating his wife and children should be abuser and oppressor, not patriarch. A biblical patriarch is simply, quote, the father and ruler of a family, one who governs by paternal right. It is usually applied to the progenitors of the Israelites, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the sons of Jacob, or to the heads of families before the flood, as in the Antediluvian patriarchs, end quote. A matriarch is not a passive willing participant in the abuse of a victim and is not even biblical for it's not mentioned in the Bible at all. Its earliest known use is in 1885. A matriarch is, quote, a woman who rules in a society in which power passes from mother to daughter. A matriarch is an old and powerful female member of a family, for example, a grandmother. This definition is definitely the opposite of how matriarch is being used today. Matriarch is actually the word for a female-driven mother goddess society, not a biblical male as the head of the house society. Quote, anthropologists use the adjective matriarchal to talk about societies that are headed by females. The word comes from the Greek mater for mother and archean to rule. The term matriarchal arose as a balance to the traditional patriarchal male ruled concept of society, end quote. Clearly, there's a few lies and misconceptions that need dismantled and clarified. So, I am grateful you decided to come walk a mile with me, your host, Maria Wingard, on the Bridging Broken to Breakthrough podcast for our Red Tent Conversations. To find out how Jesus bridges broken to breakthrough and to listen to past episodes, please visit hopewillarise.com. And thanks for listening today.